This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Good evening, you are listening to Love Sport Radio. This is the Chelsea Fan Show. Me, Matt Beadle, here with Stamford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd Kido. of the Chelsea Fancast. Kido. Hello. Kido. Our first one, Jonathan Kidd. I've been told many, many things about you. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what I'm, is going to be produced. Chidge speaks a lot and I just go, yeah, Chidge. That's all rubbish. That's all Quite okay. the opposite. I'm, like a, the I'm opposite. like a cajoler. You know, I'm like one Quite of those guys that goes, come on, sing, come on, guys. I say, come on, Chidge, get it together. He's oh. very nice, Matt. He's, he's, he's much nicer than he appears. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed you. I, I feel like I haven't seen you for months. Well, you haven't. I know. When was the last time we did a show Ooh, together? Uh, a month ago. Was it? Have, uh, no more, I gave weeks, you a month off. Six weeks. You see, you are so favourited. You see, because I'm the gaffer, obviously. But you are so my favourite. And I'm your amenuensis. Do you know you? what that means, anybody? I, at home? I, 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 I doubt I'm not it. sure I want to know. No, yeah. It doesn't yeah. sound very You're nice. You're Clark. I'm your Clark. Are you? C L E R K. Like a punk one. Hello, mate. I'm like that. Hello, yeah. mate. Hello, Chidge. What right. did you carry what, your bag, Chidge? I gave you a month off, mate. No, 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 and not I'm everybody pleased. gets a I'm month pleased. off. Thank you very yeah, much. No, I came, in, I came in that weekend you were away. I oh, came did, in with Clayton. You did. You and that did. was fun because yeah, we, talk, we talked about a couple of the friendlies. You did. You did. You did. 
So there you we'll go. talk about them again tonight, Matt, won't we? Matt, well? We, I'm very well, mate. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to what we've got coming up, of course. We're just going right. to discuss some of the pre-seasons. Obviously, Reading and Salzburg. Goal fests. Absolute goal yeah. fests. Worryingly so. Yeah. Why are you worried? Well, because def- the defence was awful. Well, we'll get to that. I know let's, we will. I know, but you asked me why. Well, yeah, but all right, can I give you a positive? Pulisic took those two goals fantastically. Yeah. You remember Morata uh, being in that situation where he just missed yeah. every single time. Pulisic, calm, calm speed. Nerveless. Nerveless. Yeah, And Wonderful. he did, did hardly did anything else in the game, mind you, but yeah. uh, he just went... Did you watch the... I, I wow. Have to, I, I watched the whole thing. Well, I'm gonna, I'll fess up here, because, you know, for, for reasons of transparency. I don't really have to admit this at all, Matt, do I? But I'm going to, because it's kind of why I roll. But I'm, am I going I to make a judgment of I it as a result? I don't really care. Okay. I didn't see the games. Right. I had better things to do. Oh, chidge. I don't even remember when it was. When oh, was it? Chidge. Last Sunday. I was work. I was working. You oh were- no, I did. I well, Matt. No, Matt wouldn't have been here. But I was. I was broadcasting when we were playing Reading, and I paid my one pound ninety nine <gasps> to Guy Lawrence. Not personally, you understand. Yeah, yeah. But it might as well. Be. I got a refund, and I was watching it whilst I was broadcasting. So I saw. But I didn't see the. Bits, yeah, I yeah. didn't see the. Uh, the Wonder Goal. The Good Night Vienna game. Oh, you didn't know, right, right, right. Salzburg game. Seen the Pedro goal, though. Oh, wonderful. That what was on was Twitter. What was that all about? Goal, not only goal of the season, goal of any goal season. Goal of any season. That was a goal good enough to oh. win the Grand National, oh, the well, FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, it would come first. The boat race. Get over Beecher's book. Brook. Book. Ken, well, Kenneth Wollstone, that's probably the greatest line of commentary ever, I think. If you haven't seen it, kids, go and... Matt should know this, although he was a bit too young. But Bobby Charlton. Bobby Charlton. He scored Bobby an Charlton absolutely storming goal from about the classic Bobby Charlton, 30 yards out. Uh, I think it was against Liverpool, too, but at Old Trafford. And it absolutely, it was one of those goals that just went straight into the top corner. And Kenneth Wilson Home was commentating and said, Oh, that was a goal worthy of the FA Cup final, the Grand National, the Pope. And just listed these whole <laughs> loads of spots. It's just hilarious. It's brilliant. Oh, anyway, well we done. digress. Well, 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 the goal is an interesting talking point, which will then. Thanks, Matt, for bringing it back to reality. No there. problem. We, no we problem, lost Chid. it for a second Not there, didn't we? But a great start to the show. <laughs> you two should just do it by yourselves, to be fair. No, we don't oh, have so much fun. We're doing selfies now. But there we go. Um, the goal was, of course, an incredible struggle. You it talk was. about the fact that it should be goal of the season. Sadly, when we do see great goals in pre-season, they don't yeah. count. So your yeah. Puscas awards and, they, and, they, and all they the rest of it. Like Spurs, like Spurs winning trophies in pre-season, uh, they yeah. don't count either. Have they the made a the DVD Audi yet? Cup. You know that was made out of bits of Skoda. Did you know that, the What's Audi really? Cup? Yeah. I've just, no way. Just made that it should have been made literally. out of bits of Audi. No, 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 because they make Skodas. Really? And Skodas is more. Do they? Audi makes Skodas. Yes, yeah, the same car. And say it's I the same at, car. I look at Skodas in a whole new you light. You must, you must. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, yeah. Matt. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. No, it's not a problem. Matt, Matt was just, just in despair there. Did you football. see that? Yeah, know, yeah. But football, you're, yeah. you're right about, count. about Pedro's, Pedro's goal is that you can do that every day in pre season. You can do it every day in, in training. training. Yeah. If you're not he doing it does. when it matters, absolutely. Yeah. And you hear so many tales of these players. How many times have we seen that goal that Ravel Morrison scored for England under 21s in training? The like volley Cruyff gets wheeled out. Oh, remember this goal? Yes, it was in a training yeah, session. You say this, Matt, and, but I, 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 you know, it's really funny actually with poor old Pedro. I, I've always liked Pedro. You know that, J.K. I mean, we, we've always been big fans of Pedro. He does have that in him. I mean, we've seen it. Mm. We haven't seen it come to, together so perfectly as it did in that goal. But you could see that he's more than capable of scoring goals like that. He's an incredibly gifted Except player. Except what's happened to him 
over the last couple of seasons is he has a good half and then he runs around like a Duracell bunny I love it most when he, when he, when he tries to beat 15 people in his own penalty yeah, 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 area yeah, yeah. which he really succeeds the and then gives the ball away but that was yeah. right Frank Sinclair used he's to like, do he's that he's like a terrier isn't he yeah, with, yeah, with a ball I like, I, but I love, that goal was just superb though I've got to say I mean it was fantastic yeah, it was brilliant. can we have more of that this season please well also Pedro. can I just point out that Yelp. the assist from Barkley was also yeah, totally who seems to have come into his totally. own playing under Frank it's very interesting watching what Frank's done why do you think that might be Jonathan I think perhaps he's just been told to do what he wanted to do but does it mean the coat hanger has been removed removed from his posterior yeah. so he can actually play with freedom yeah, from his from his as, as alex would have it from his rather oh rather, she likes his derriere yeah, oh she, she loves it when she sat with me she insisted on taking pictures of his bum when he was on you on know the, what the the, there are two things at play yeah. here because I, I mean you know i don't mind having a dig at you know who but uh we did say and i said this particularly last season that 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 you know he might not be the brightest tool in the box possibly which is i don't mean to do him down if he's got like a, a double first from oxford or something that i didn't know about but bottom line is he is an instinctive player he, he there is a something of barclay that uh that reminds you know gascoigne he's got something of the gascoigne about him he picks up a ball which he did and he runs at people and he runs at people he has that ability to just play on sheer instinct and beat people for fun the minute you try and box him in and tell him what to do which clearly Sarri would because that was Sarri's way you know he, yeah. he you, you took something away from his game now I'm I hope we see the Barkley that I think he has the potential to come this season and I think I said it last week Matt will probably remember but I also thought oh he reminds me of a bit of Joe Cole and of course Lamps played with Joe Cole Joe, he, he will understand that kind of player however you know you still have to have some discipline so you can't have him running around just doing what he wants on instinct all None the time. There has to be None a balance. But Absolutely. I, I really, I tell you what, you know, I think Barkley this season could be our player to watch. I really do. Well, I, think, I sincerely hope so. I, no, I think you're bang on, Chief, and I think the the comparison to Paul Gascoigne is also bang on. That was the first thing that people yeah. said when he first came on the yeah. scene at Everton. Everyone thought, right, he this break is into England. Didn't he? Yeah, young, this yeah. is a realistic. Paul Gascoigne comparison which you hear so many times you heard it with Jack Wilshire. you hear it with so many midfielders a young English midfielder that comes through we all get a bit carried away he can play a through ball right it's going to be the next best thing it's yeah. going to be the next Gazza yeah. but with Barkley I think we're now seeing especially in this pre-season someone coming of age and you're right Frank Lampard has definitely got a lot to I do with that I reckon so I reckon so and I, I think the whole the point that he played with Joe Cole who I think is quite a similar player and you know Joe the thing about players like like Joe Cole and, and Ross Barkley, because they have this just such a wonderful natural gift that they've been playing like that since they were about five, they just have this. In, and Gaza was the same. They just have a, a huge enthusiasm for football and a delight in their own ability and in ability. And they're the kind of players that you need to encourage and put an arm around. And if you are going to criticise them, don't crush them. And don't put don't them in. Don't put them, them. into a, a stricture yeah, that forces exactly. them to try and play you know. a certain way that they don't seem yeah. to be capable of. I have to say, I don't think many of the Chelsea players last year yeah. were capable of playing what Sarri wanted. You know, I well, think yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. that was one of the major problems yeah. with it. They tried, yeah. but they were they were not well, I think able it's all to, to if you, if you read, interpret that. If you yeah. read that wonderful report that was in Football London from that Napoli fan. In a sense, Sarri didn't invent Sarri ball. It was actually the Napoli players when they, they wanted to go to the 4-3-3 and they just had the kind of players already at his disposal who, who could do that. But let's not go down 
uh, oft uh, repeated arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I go back to this whole, you know, enthusiasm and, 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 and the delight in playing. You know, I, I really do think if you put an arm around players like that, you get the best out of them. And I've got a great, I've got a great Joe Cole story for you both here. I just remember because I used to know a scout who told me about Joe Cole four years before he came on the scene at West Ham. And he was one of the most sought-after kind of 10-, 11-year-olds in the game at the time. Chelsea was sniffing around, Everton was sniffing around. The scout that I knew was from Everton was, was an Everton Kayla? scout. We'll do our best to kind of no, scout. No, no, Jonathan. Okay. A football scout. Okay, thank you. But uh, he, he tells me a story about uh, when Joe Cole was really very young and on, on West Ham's books by then. And uh, they played Chelsea and Zola was around. And, and uh, I think one of the coaches or somebody was saying to Joe Cole, oh, no, that's Franco Zola. He's one of the best players in the league. One of the most skillful players in the game. And of course, they're all warming up. And Zola's doing all these kind of little keepy-uppies and fancy kind of flicks that you do. And Joe Cole kind of looked and said, yeah, well, I can do that. And just basically <laughs> did it for twice as long, twice as better. I mean, the guy, the, the amount of talent that that kid had was remarkable. That's so and interesting. Confidence. I thought it was going to go the opposite way there, because no. normally when you hear about these kids coming in... He was about in, 14. Really? Oh, wow, OK. Right? So full of beans. Yeah, totally. Gosh, that's... Uh, I, I wonder how Zola took to that. I doubt he would I imagine mattered. the fact that he was so young, it probably wouldn't have mattered. If, if Cole had been a bit older, yeah. it might have been an issue. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? We, we'll, nev- it. we'll never know. We'll never know. Embarrassed about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about Zola, of course, is that you know he had all that natural ability, but he worked harder than everybody else as well. And actually, Frank Lampard, as Chelsea supporters will know, you know, got his work ethic from Franco Zola. Franco would always be the last of the training pitch, and Franco thought. Yeah, but he's really, really good, and yet he works harder than everybody else. Maybe there's something in that. So that's that, Frank got that legacy from him. There's that great Zola story about golf, isn't there? About the fact that he couldn't play golf when he mm, first arrived, yeah. and Rude Hullet pulled him aside and said, "Look, these English lads, they love yeah. to play golf, so you need to you need to learn it." And he locked himself away, not for the whole time, but he he locked himself away to play golf, and for about six months, just solidly played golf in his spare time, and eventually was one of the best players yeah. at the club. They couldn't believe it. So yeah, a very good player, but and and good. Sticking on Ross Barkley, you yes. mentioned yes. The, the ball over top for Pulisic in that game against Salzburg, which was incredible, and then oh, the ball to Pedro, Pedro as well. And I think that's what's going to be key. You've got the those players, and especially Pulisic, who will come on to as well. And the fact that he had a bit more freedom, I think, against mm. against Salzburg, just seemed to to be very direct, very attacking. Just the type of player that's going to fit in quite nicely behind Olivier Giroud or oh. whoever it is that plays up yeah. top. I'm not convinced it'll be Giroud. I don't think he deals very well with the. Uh, the pace of the the Premier League, um, and I'm not convinced it's Abraham, and I'm not even convinced it's Batshuayi. But uh, well, definitely okay. not Batshuayi. I don't know though. He he he, well, no, he, he scores though, doesn't he? You know, well, he, he, this is the this is the problem. He's in the, the six yard box. Got. But do you need somebody who runs? You need somebody who's well, who's who's got the athleticism and the. I felt Abraham. At, um, I mean, we're judging just on pre-season games, which you shouldn't. I know. But, uh, but at the weekend, I didn't. And and from I, what I, we know already. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the bottom line is, is that whether we like it or not... It's going to be one of them. We've, well, yeah, I mean, that's all we've got. But we've got the same problem that we had last season. And the problem that we had last season was it is, is absolutely the fact that, you know, we don't have any world-class strikers. Which, of course, we'd whether we You know, that's the reality. We've also got the added issue now. And I think we're beginning to see uh, some sort of, you know, movement towards what we're going to see Frank do... Uh, this season tactically or systemically and I mean I, I don't I think he's going to start 4-2-3-1 basically but I don't think he's going to 
be rigidly stuck to 4-2-3 when every game I think Frank's learnt enough from the kind of managers that coached him that you have to be quite fluid and you have to change things in game so if he wants to go to 4-3-3 in game or 4-4-2 he will and but I think he's going to start 4-2-3 right. you, you, you must remember that he has been managed by and coached it's a pretty rubbish by, manager by, really yeah, you know completely for you know. Ancelotti yeah uh, Benito, Benitez who's he Benitez uh, sorry to have mentioned Come him he's not a bad manager okay I see your Benitez and I raise you Andre Villas Boas. Yeah, but that didn't last very long, did it? Luis Felipe Scolari. Yeah, that didn't last long either. They were, he was part of, the, part of the group that got rid of him, wasn't Avram he? Grant. Yeah, but before that, it was Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit like, what have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> anyway, you know, I don't think he's going to stick rigidly to 4-2-3-1. No. But I think what we're also seeing, uh, aside of any system that he's playing, is that he wants his teams to play with a lot of pace and he wants to be very direct. So he doesn't want to be fanning around, you know, doing 25 passes before we see an opening. In other words, he doesn't want to pull the opposition out of shape. He wants to just catch them out. And you need pace to do that. But they're now, still doing the pressing, just, just, Yeah, and they're doing the pressing too, which, of course, wins the ball and allows them to do that. So if somebody wins the ball quite high up the pitch, yeah. whether it be one of the wingers or it be one of the midfielders, yeah, yeah. you know, the forward needs to be, like, attuned to that and making that run so that they can be put through really quickly. That's the difference. Now, Giroud... He doesn't do that. No. Nope. Batshuayi? He doesn't do he's that. He's a goal hanger. Yeah. Tammy Abraham can. Yeah. But will, will he be good enough and ready? That's the question. That is definitely the question. Well, interesting points, fellas. Especially Jonathan not thinking that either of those three strikers yeah. are good enough to start up top. He's so a hard will? man, man. He's he a very, a very hard, man. hard man. Well, no, but you want to have somebody like, you know, when, when you, once you've been weaned on Drogba and you've been weaned on, and, uh, and uh, um, I don't think anybody else is good enough. Uh, um, um, in comparison with Drogba, you want to have that standard of of, uh, of centre forward. We hoped it would be Morata, who at the beginning looked, he looked as if he was going to deliver, but ultimately just became this strange man who fell over and got, became offside. So, <laughs> indeed, he did. Well, that was the attack. Next up, it's all about the defence. Mm-hmm. Come for the sport, stay for the chat. Love Sport Radio. Listen to Love Sport Radio on your smartphone today. Simply download the free Love Sport app from the App Store or Google Play. Tap the play button and you'll be able to listen to your favourite station anytime, anywhere. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. Yep, you're listening to Love Sport. This is your Chelsea fan. It's a hive of activity. Jonathan Kidd. Ooh, his dander is through. up, man. My dander his is well and truly Sifting through the evening standard in that break. I tell you Save what, to the next he part. is not happy. But we're going to bring that up in the next part, Jonathan. So Thank our listeners will be worry. waiting. I've got a list of other things that aren't on the script, by the way. Now, we like to go off, off piste. Yeah. So that's not a problem. But yeah. we were talking about attack we are. before we are. the break. We were talking about who is going to score the goals. And interestingly, just a word again on Ross Barkley and the fact that He's never got double figures in a season for either goals or assists. Now, he had that one very, very decent season in 2015-16 for Everton, which was, of course, a terrible season for Chelsea when the one when Jose Mourinho was sacked again for the second time at Stamford Bridge. But apart from that, apart from his eight goals and eight assists that season, he's never, ever eclipsed it. His pre-season form would suggest that maybe, just maybe, he's going to. But we're going to be looking at the defence now because watching those two games against Reading and Salzburg, the thing that stuck out for me was the fact that Chelsea seemed quite susceptible at uh, set pieces. A bit, yeah, a bit and, dodgy. And everything else. Well, yeah, but I mean, certainly the set pieces, and it looks like uh, nothing's necessarily changed 
in pre-season. Although, you know, we have to have the caveat that it is pre-season. But it is a bit worrying. Who was the common denominator of ineptitude in that? Well, I think Louise. Exactly. Is, you know, quite possibly. He does like having a brain fart. But as a man prone to the odd brain fart myself, I'm perhaps a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. But, you know, let's see where we are. I, I, it, you can't have it both ways, and I get this. We can't, on the one hand, be going, oh, Pedro, woo, oh, Barkley, woo, oh, lots of goals, and then going, but the defence is rubbish, and saying, but it's only pre-season. You can't have it both ways. But well, I think we can. You know, I think we're allowed to say that. We're allowed to notice but I think, that I things think, aren't working, I or think, things yeah, are. I'll tell you what, I mean, he, the set pieces, for me, are a bigger worry, because set pieces have been an issue for a long time. You know, not just last season, but under Conte they were a problem. Under Mourinho they were a problem. Um, I wonder if that also might be down to losing certain personnel. You know, losing John Terry, key at set pieces. Losing Didier Drogba, massive at set pieces. Always very much part of Chelsea's set piece piece defending. So it may be more complex than we're seeing. I mean, I think you're right. Louise can have his brain for. But also, but I don't I'm, think it's just him. I'm worried about Dave as well. As, uh, I'm just, he's he's not the player that he was. Well, this was a debate last. This was a debate last week, yeah. Mr. Kidd, in that both both Stamford Chidge, you you were quite clearly still very pro Dave. Look at his last. Look at the last proper game we had against Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. How was he then? Great. He still can't centre. No, but you know he will. Have, there are going to be deficiencies in his game that were always there. Why don't they... Well, I would hope that the eventual back four would be James yeah. um, instead of Dave, Rudiger, uh, Christensen, and perhaps put Dave on the left where he was before. It's not going to happen, but uh, um, it's not going to be Alonso, so will it be Emerson? I think everybody's hoping it'll be Emerson, who seems to have been slightly more involved in this setup rather than well, we, trying to interpret it'll what It'll be Sally really interesting wanted. to see, see what he... I mean, you know, what he comes Marco up with. and I think that he'll go he'll Zuma. no we think he'll be very predictable in his first 11 against united oh, completely and i think he's going to go for the, the you know if you're an experienced player and you're fit and available you're going to get picked but that doesn't but make... i think look, look just let me answer your question oh, okay well you did ask me a question I know, I know, so i'll I know, answer it you know. i'm, I'm oh, with you God. on that zuma you, you don't fancy zuma in this you're not a Zuma fan. There, there was a free Zuma campaign that was started today. I don't know whether you guys With saw every this. With packet of flakes, Hashtag yeah, free Zuma. Everton fans yeah. obviously kicking this off of because they, they want him back at Goodison Park. If he was to leave, would you be disappointed with that? Do you want him to stay at Stamford Bridge? I, I, I personally have never felt that he was the... Uh, he's, he's not as good as Rudiger, and I don't think he's as good as Christensen, mm-hmm. so why do you need to have him there? I can't, I can't argue with that. You know, I love him to, be, to pieces because he's, his middle name is Happy. You know, so yeah. anybody called Kurt Happy Zuma gets my vote. But I have you... I, look, I still think... I, I, I won't get involved in Louise bashing. I mean, I... It, no, we, we love him completely. Saying, we love I'm these players. I'm not saying you're bashing him, but yeah, yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah. And a lot of people focus on him. And I think, you know, Louise, you know, has won it all. He's our most experienced and probably longest-standing player now. He starts for me. It's who partners Louise. Is it Christensen or Rudiger or Zuma? Zuma is absolutely third in that choice. Yeah, yeah. Christensen is second and Rudiger's first yeah, choice it, when he's fit. And also Louise has never been one for, for, for playing wonderfully in small games. Jonathan, I, I think the bigger issue, yeah. my, old, my old chum, is yes. this. And this, I think, definitely does involve Louise, really, because this is what I was thinking. I think there are two things going on here. One... Uh, we got found out 
in defence the last time we played 4-2-3-1. When was that? I, you and I both know because we were there. 3-0 against Arsenal at the Emirates and I think it was yeah. s- October. Uh, you know, can't remember the year now, thankfully. But It was the season that you won the title, so 2016-17. He changed it in the second half. Yeah. But basically what was happening was that we were, was Louise was getting exposed for his lack of pace in that game. And guess what, children? Kante was playing as a defensive midfielder as well. So he ain't going to stop the rot there because the other issue that we've got at the moment, of course, is we've not got a Kante who's fit. And I expect Kante, if he's fit, to be one of the two in midfield with either Kovacic or Jorginho. But I'm still worried that a 4-2-3-1 is going to leave Louise exposed in a flat back four. Indeed. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that evolves because we know how it went with uh, with Conte. He went, oh, my God, this isn't going to work. Yep, he changed yep. it. But is Zuma, um, he's, quick, he's quicker than Louise, but is he as intelligent as a, as a footballer? Does no. he As he has that ability to play those fantastic long no. balls? And uh, and he's not a leader. And he's not, no, no. Louise is all he of is these things. He's a great character, Louise. He is also a complete yeah. pain in the A, yeah. and he's going to make absolutely horrendous ricks and drive you up the swanny. He will, as always. But he's still yeah. all of those things. Yeah, yeah. I'd have him in my side every day of the week. But I do think R- Rudiger's the key and you know, we're going to talk about that because uh, we've got a bit of walking wounded and he's one of them we're going to miss Rudiger he's our best defender what, what do you think Chidge about the fact that here's Frank touted as this great um, um, leader of youth and he will get access to so many of these of the uh, of the uh, <laughs> the winners the, wi- the, the youth cup winners and that game against United Mount may be the only one who has an I opportunity don't think any of them are and I don't think you know I don't think he will either I, I think, think he'll any be on the bench start. no well Marco Mark, we talked about this with Matt the other week Marco and I basically pretty much picked the, the, the team that played last season minus Hazard yeah. I think I think sure it's going to be a different system and I think Barkley will get the number 10 slot so it'll be for, you know yes yeah, so, yeah. so, so the, the Barkley be, be Barkley swap won't William, happen yeah be William Bar- both beyond William Barkley Pedro yeah and I still think he'll go Giroud up front because he's tried and tested and experienced and you know I think what will happen I think the difference is uh, is that he will have Abraham on the bench, he will have Pulisic on the bench, he yeah. will have Mount on yeah. the bench, and he will have them on a bench with the in- intent to bring them on to have an impact, yeah. not just to you know keep Roman off his back, which is what I think all the other managers have done. You know, there won't be any bring him on for two minutes, then we can say we played the youth. I think if Frank thinks it's going a bit pear shaped or he needs something that one of these which three is, players can give, he'll do it. Which is what he did for Derby. Exactly. Because who was the, the, the young player he kept bringing on towards the end at Derby who was who played out of his skin? Matt will know. He likes it wasn't football. Wilson, it was the other one. The other Jack Marriott? Was it? Yeah, Marriott, yeah. yeah. Who played one played wonderfully for Derby. Wonderfully when he brought him on. And it, because also you felt that he was G'd up to play that well. You mm. felt that whether he was actually that good, you suddenly thought the energy that this guy has brought coming on, which we really do hope that players have if they want to get into the first team or want just to establish themselves, is they come on as a sub and they're not shrinking violets. They go, I'm going to get this, grab yeah, this game by the throat. but I think he's going to make them feel ten foot tall. I mean, the, a lot of the, the gist of what I... I mean, you know, what, what we from what we've seen, I mean, this is, the, this is actually perhaps more important uh, than, you know, how good are the performances, the results been in pre-season. Look at the impact that the appointment of Frank and his coaching staff have had on the team. Everybody in that squad thinks that they're going to have a chance. Everybody in that squad thinks they're going to be treated fairly. Everybody in that squad wants to play for a guy who is the greatest player Chelsea have ever had. So the entire mood in that squad is a million miles away from what it was last season, and the season before that, and the season before that, and the season before that. 
And also, can I just say what the qualities that Lampard has as well is that they'll, they're willing to make videos of him and because he is such an excellent marketing device and PR man. You a get lovely black suit, and, and uh, Yeah, he wears it well, doesn't yeah. he? But also he... he is that Conte and Conte? He, 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 some, he comes across as actually being more transparent because when you ask him a question... He, 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 does, he does answer. He answers, but yeah. also he can answer it because the poor previous managers didn't have a grasp of English to be able to come across well, they, as being they, they nice enough well have, chaps. They might as well have been speaking in Latin and Frank's got an A-level in Latin. So, and, yeah. I thought it was an O-level. A-level. Isn't it a GCSE? No, it's, a, it's an A-level. I stand corrected yeah, yeah. in Latin. I researched this. I see. Amoa Massamat. Kerberos Est. Yeah. <laughs> what levels have we moved on to this podcast, fellas? I've got to say. I failed my Latin it, mock, by the way. For, oh, did you? Yeah, transparent. I got 7%. I passed. Yeah, was, you went to a private school. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. And I went to a public, uh, ch- chavy, you know, comprehensive. Chavy public school. No, no, comprehensive. <laughs> I am going to bring this back to football, fellas. <laughs> we and almost came to oh, blows. Really, I know that. Really? <laughs> I think you're right with Mason Mount and yeah. Tammy Abraham there, because let's not forget, that's 21, uh, 20 and 21, respectively. So they're both still young. Yep. They've definitely had the conversation with Frank Lampard about what is going to happen next season. I think that Chelsea are essentially being written off by the media and a lot of fans, but I think it's going to be quite a surprising campaign next season. When you talk about the starting lineup, I know we went through it last yeah. week, Chidge, with Marco, but the game against Salzburg as well is what people were suggesting yeah. might be that starting lineup yeah. with Kepa, Eugenio well, Barkley, did, Abraham. Did you hear that they, apparently they asked for Chelsea to play their strongest team in the first half? Right. That was, that was what? Part so, of the deal. So, yeah, part of the deal to have them, yeah, so that's what he chose. But my fear, um, well, not even fear, I think when. Um, Loftus Cheek comes back, and when uh, uh, I'm not convinced that um, uh, Adoy will get in as a consequence of this, even, but which will offend so many people who think he's once he's back and fit, well, he'll be there. He'll start again because he's going to come back from a really nasty injury. That's his problem. Yeah. Yeah, but that could be an excuse for Frank if it's all working, because otherwise, where do you fit them all in? But I think, actually, also, Loftus-Cheek was so good last season, to, particularly towards the end, that I think you, uh, you, you've you got to expect that he will he will find a place for himself. Yes, he will. I mean, I, you know, but again, the beautiful thing that, that, that is evolving and developing at the moment, and, OK, this is all great on paper before we've even kicked a ball, but we are, it's shaping up to actually have a really competitive squad when everybody's fit. And also some transition and development because, you know, at the moment you're going to have William and or William, as Glenn Hodder would say, and uh, Pedro, but not for much longer. They're over 30. Their natural heirs are already there. Pedro, yeah, yeah. Pedro Pulisic and, uh, and Hudson-Odoi. You've now got Barkley and duking it out, possibly, in the number 10 role. Although you know that uh, Ruben can probably play in a more Jorginho uh, role, uh, playing a lot deeper. So there's there's real flexibility, and there is a re- and of course you've got Mason Mount to factor into that as okay. well. I mean, suddenly we've got real competition, and the interesting thing is I think a lot of that competition is coming from the younger players. Yes. In it. In it. In it, boss. I think you're absolutely it's great. Right. Just, it's lovely, just, isn't it? Just a word on... Sorry, John. No, just no a word on William. Um, it was reported last week that this new contract yes. had come to be. It hasn't happened yet, has it? They're still... What, in nego- Yeah, they're still in negotiations about contract talks for him. I mean, that's yeah. that's going to get over the line, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, we've only got, what... Uh, Basically, it'll be all over by this time next week. We're only at the transfer window. August the 8th, yeah. yeah. Shortly yeah. before the Premier League campaign begins. Speaking of William, he has been on the sidelines recently. Yeah. And that is what we're going to be discussing next. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. This is Love Sport. This is Love Sport on the Chelsea Fan Show. Me, Matt Beadle, Stanford Chidge, desperate to talk. You might have just heard his dulcet tones there. I think I cut out before you cut in. And Jonathan Kidd joining me as well. I like that. Every time, is that one of those things? Every time I say Jonathan Kidd, you're going to say nice. It's a thing. (laughs) Right. If you you thump him with something, it stops. Okay, chaps. I want to talk about this script that has been released from BT Sport this week. Very, very interesting. This is something. Do you know what it's all about? Well, it's been powered by Google, Opta, and Squawker. Basically, it's a prediction ahead of the new campaign. So they're predicting. Who's going to be top of the league? Who's going to win the golden boot? Who's going to beat who? Who's going to have more assists? Quite frankly, it's a load of old tripe. Yeah, you're, you're not happy, are you? And it's, it's getting people talking, which is the purpose of it. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, from what I understand, I got an email to me, actually, because funny enough, the I, I know the agency involved. Uh, but you're right, exactly that. They, I, I can't remember exactly where the sources are. And stupidly, I didn't print off the front page, which would have told me that. But I think it's they've got Opta involved, Google. I mean, Squawker, yeah. yeah. It's all about artificial intelligence yeah. and figuring out who's going to beat who. So, and yeah. I've, I've got to tell you, it's, it's a, a topsy-turvy campaign for Chelsea, according to the well, script. So we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. The first thing I was going to say, which, which I, in terms of what you just said, and what I mean, I think we all think it's a load of bunkum, basically. But the hilarious thing, I, I saw this on Twitter, and I should have saved it. But David Louise tweeted last night a picture of this yes. the front cover of this and he had a, a, a red spray can of paint and he just put a big cross through it brilliant and said that uh, you know basically i can't remember exactly what he said but it was along the lines of you can't script what we do dreams are unscripted but it's very interesting that they based their advertising this evening in the standard on on that very uh, premise because all it's four all clever pictures, pr all four thing, pictures you got, are, it's so transparent really, it, yeah isn't it? man you finished six aren't in the champions yeah. league spurs haven't won anything again. 
uh, Arsenal, who uh, um, unfortunately um, aren't in the Champions we, League. Aren't in the Champions League, and we beat them. And Liverpool, right, won the Champions League. So we have clearly been. It's been decided that uh, um, via, oh, the, via this, um, well, they hate us as well, but it, but also by this. You just this, have to look at the number of Liverpool this, pundits they employ. Well, yeah, every time well, that's I've, the same with everywhere. I've got to say, whilst do you know how many Liverpool pundits there are on TV? God, I, I've About no, forty-seven. Forty-seven ex-Liverpool players. Mm. Punditing on football, Matt. Do you know we what? keep a tally at Chelsea. You do you know see. what? Now I'll bring it in next week. Now, yeah. Chich, we, we've had twenty-seven McManamans. We've had this. De- <laughs> we've had this debate before, and I get it. That ultimately, and I remember speaking to Steve McManaman actually about this, and he for said, a translator. He said, <laughs> he said, no, what did he say? <laughs> let's be realistic in the sense that. The pundits at the moment on football are primarily from the teams that were successful 10, 20, 30 years ago, <laughs> right? So ultimately, Liverpool haven't won the Premier League. I know, that was 30 I'm, years ago. I'm going to 30 years ago. Okay, but if you think about those Liverpool players of the past, Graham Souness, Steve Wonderful McManaman, bloke. Absolutely. He's so, now pensionable age. So Yeah, but it, and he does all right at Sky Sports, to be fair. And sometimes Graham Souness yeah, speaks love, a lot of I, sense. I, I look, look, Souness was one of my... I don't care he was a Liverpool player. I actually he don't was one think Souness favorite... is as biased. He I was, think yeah. Souness is on the ball, He was actually. one of my favourite players, Graham Souness. If I, when, when I grow up, I want to be like Graham Souness yeah. and have a perm and a tash and kick people for fun. Yeah. He was, I loved him. Got no problem with Suey. It's the younger breed that I don't like. To but, go on. Well, I mean, the McManamums, the Robbie Fowlers and all those. How many Premier Leagues have they won? Uh, I'm waiting. But sure, I, I understand that. But their experience in the game is invaluable, isn't well, it? Well, Maka, to, to be fair, I mean, he did win the Champions League with uh, Real Madrid. And what I would say, actually, but they're to... blatantly biased, Matt. Yeah, and to support your they're argument, they're as biased as I would be if I was doing it. Okay, I am going to support your argument here, as biased as you are right now. Is that a gent coming through the ranks by the name of Liam Rossini? is actually oh. making them all look quite silly yeah, because so he never Liam's got to brilliant. the top, top, top end of the game. Of course, he played in the yeah. Premier League with Brighton, but he's absolutely brilliant. Very coherent, very good knowledge of the game. But oh, nobody knows who he is because he didn't play for Liverpool. That's the, look, remember, I worked in television for 25 yeah, years, Yeah, this is Matt. the problem there. So yeah. I, I do kind of have an inside view on this. And I work, for example, t- I, I see your Liam Rossini and I raise you Steve Claridge. Steve works hard at his punditry he mm. actually bothers to work at it he yeah. treats it like a job where's he gone well exactly because he's steve claridge i i mean i worked with steve for years and i used to have this conversation he he, he i have had conversations with steve and he would sit there and plaintively look at me saying i don't understand why this is and i said because you didn't play for liverpool steve you know basically it was a bit of a longer conversation than that but that was the crux of it and you're right and this is the problem that liam rossini is going to have and yet both claridge who i mean his his understanding of the game is brilliant his reading and analysis of the game is brilliant i've, I've watched liam rossini equally so and that's who we should be having on our screens and actually not just liam's and and, and claridge's get some of these women analysts on who are, who are also shaking the game up you know i'd love to see this shaken up and stop this awful red cabal i agree very with well you. expressed I, I do agree with you it was very well expressed yeah, yeah. a compelling argument from yeah, you clip that, that one out. <laughs> but my drop <laughs> i do think as well i think that that perception is becoming more and more outmoded and i do yeah. think the newer audience are starting to like the likes of rosinia and Steve Claridge, even though he's not there anymore, well, yeah, but I think yeah. you'll start to see those well, characters coming back. They almost want to see themselves, though. I think there's, there's more. They want they want pundits from the mm. terraces who can actually express themselves well, and have that. a view. It's the whole thing's changing, changing it. isn't it? Yeah. God Almighty, that means people like us. 
Right, go, I'll go back to what I say. For okay. little Liverpool pundits, you don't want to be listening to us. So, so going back to the <laughs> original point here was that you were saying that BT Sport weren't in favour of Chelsea. However... No, no, I think they were. I, I, well, I don't think they are in terms of their, their kind of bias in what they they you know but, present but on this, this script this, this script well, was, a, was nuts they had us at top the, the, at so top you, for so you're finishing, you're finishing fourth you're top of Christmas for roughly five weeks or so however it would be the first time that Chelsea failed to win the Premier League after topping the table at Christmas you go seven games without a win midway through the season um, and Liverpool beat Mourinho's 05-06 defensive record when you conceded just six goals in 18 games. And quite crucially here, no wins over the big six at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, it, fall I, foul. I, it, you know, who knows? And I, 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 I'm not as kind of cross about this as, as maybe I should be. I think it is a bit of innocent fun and I can understand where their analysis would lead it to. And I think it's no surprise in a sense if you look at the overview they've gone very obvious with who's going to finish in the top four although they have us uh, squeaking United out to finish four uh, but you look at who they think is going to get relegated so they're not really th- th- what they can't do with this kind of computer analysis because they're going upon historical data and they're extrapolating and presumption, it and, and, and presumption but what they can't do is, is pick an outlier like Leicester the other year, you know and I think that that's where it will come down but of course what they haven't factored in is how Nobody knows, not least of all us, what on earth Chelsea are going to be like this season. We've not really added to the squad. We've got a brand new manager who's inexperienced. All of these things. Nobody knows how this is going to pan out for Chelsea. Although, having said that, and I said this in an argument with somebody in the pub the other day, the majority of that squad won the title a couple of years ago, so they can't be that bad. Absolutely not. And I think that ultimately, just to defend BT Sport here, this is a bit of fun. Yeah, I think it's, it's a bit of fun. We're talking, 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 talking about them. And we're talking and it, about it. <gasps> and yeah. I've got Magic. to tell you, the hey. amount of work, the amount of work that's gone yeah. into this, by the way, it must have taken them forever. The, I mean, there's so many debates to, ha- to have about it. I'm just going to close it on the fact that they think Raheem Sterling's going to get most assists with 13. Second most assists? Uh, go on. Alex Iwobi. Yeah, that's a bit with of an 11. outlier, isn't it? I mean, <clears throat> what, where's, what are you basing? I think they only like it because apparently he then equals the all-time assists from his uncle, JJ Kocha. I think that was just a nice little oh, line that they have. that's sweet, actually. The, the interesting mm. thing, he I mean... He was a good player, wasn't he? He was a very good player. They've, yeah, kind yeah. Of, they've kind of answered our question from earlier on, actually, because they've basically got... Uh, you know, William, it looks here, has got about seven goals. Abraham, about eight He's got 15. Uh, Buck, no, no, it's it's 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And then basically the goals are shared between William Abraham. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it says he's got 15. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't understand that. But I don't think he'll even then. play. But I don't think. But, but, you know, but I we'll think see. the point is that they're saying that the goals are shared shared about. They've got Hudson Odoi in there, so I mean, you know, that yeah. that I find odd because you know he's injured and he ain't coming back for a while. So I think it's a bit of fun. I, uh, by the way, I put this up on our website on the ChelseaFanCast.com website if anybody's interested and wants to have a read of it. So there we go. Okay. Nice oh, well, I slightly misunderstood because I presumed that they meant that we were going to finish six, but um, that's fourth, what I wrote. Yep, fourth, yeah. Quarter final of the Champions League. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can't see that happening. Right. <laughs> we'll get out of the group stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to move on to our Legend of the Week after this, but we were going to discuss we the were. walking wounded. We were. Willian obviously out at the moment. Conte still struggling to be fit for that first game against United. Loftus-Cheek, we know, is going to be back in November. Rudiger, back in September. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, we don't quite know yet. So, are we happy with the way the squad is at the moment? And are we concerned that Conte and Willian might not be in the squad for that United game? Will I answer that first, or shall I? You answer it, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Kante's the biggest concern for me. I still think that 
I mean, we said it in the last two seasons, actually. After Hazard, he was probably our most important player. Some would argue that he was more important than Hazard. Uh, so I think if he is not fit, that's a big worry for me. Um, it, from what I understand, William and Kante are expected to be back fit for United, but his injury is a concern because it doesn't seem going away. Uh, William, less so, not because I don't like William. I, I would have him, you know, as my first pick, whatever, because I have I have a suspicion that that with Hazard gone, William might come into his own this yeah. year, as he often did when he played and Hazard didn't. Uh, but we've got Pulisic, so you know you've got cover for William. You don't have cover for Kante. Nobody covers Kante. Nobody could ever cover Kante. Um, the others, uh, Rudiger is a big miss, but you know we seem to be quite well stacked for defenders. Uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek back in they reckon second of November. Rudiger back fourteenth of September. He's, so he's we'll James see. is training at the moment, isn't he? He's just at his op, so I'd be surprised. Uh, I read an article. I think Hudson Odoi is training. He was there um, wandering around. Perhaps he's just doing strength yeah. training and starting. I think it's off. Hudson Odoi who's 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 back up I've on seen, his feet. I've seen him doing tricks. Yeah. I don't think I don't. I could be wrong, but I think James has only just had an op, so I don't think he'll be training. And I right. would imagine Loftus tri- Loftus Cheeks just doing fitness work. I don't think he'll be doing ball work yet. But I don't know. You know what do I know? I'm not a cobb. Well, you know plenty, Stamford Chidge, yes. and a certain individual that I'm sure you know heaps <sighs> about is yes. going to be coming up after this because we're going to move on to our legend of the yeah. week. This is Love Sport. This is Love Sport. We're into the final 14 minutes or so of the Chelsea Fan Show. Me, Matt Beadle, here with the guys from the Chelsea Fan Cast, Stamford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd. Kiddo. I, I love this part of the show because yeah. we be a bit nostalgic and we get into some retro football. It is our legend of the week. See what your club legend was wearing at classicfootballshirts.co.uk. The place for football shirts. Stamford Chidge, please reveal this week's Legend of the Week. Well, I mean, actually, funnily enough, I tried to shoehorn this in in, in, our, in the first show that we did the Legends of the Week. Uh, but Johnny Burrow, Johnny Burrow basically pulled the rug from under my feet and I turned up to the studio and he changed it to Petr Cech because that was when Petr Cech had arrived that week. But... You know, Frank Lampard, uh, I, well, I mean, I, I'll just come straight out with it. As far as I'm concerned, he's my favourite player of Chelsea of all time. I think he's the great, well, he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. This we know. A phenomenal achievement for a midfielder to score 211 goals for Chelsea. But I think he's the greatest player that we've ever had uh, for so many reasons. It's not just his ability, not just the, the, his goal scoring record. It's his work ethic, his determination, his willpower, the the desire to improve his game. I mean, I remember when Frank signed, actually, uh, and I remember that season that he was awful. We we actually thought, what a waste of money. Well, not everybody, but a lot of us thought, what a waste of money. We he was tw- a bit tubby, wasn't we, yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, he's fat Frank, 12 million quid, and we actually called him Frank Lamppost because his movement was so non-existent in midfield but he's he's worked at his game so hard he's also worked really hard to come from West Ham and all the links that he had with there with his dad and everything to become as much a part of Chelsea as we all are I mean he gets us and I've met Frank and he gets us um, I, I, I get all emotional here I mean he, he's absolutely without, tear, Chidge, well there? I've met him a few times and he's a lovely bloke um, but just an absolute model, model professional footballer. I mean, we will not see his like again. I don't think he had that. For me, he's kind of a weird uh, kind of uh, kind hybrid. Of, uh, yeah, thank you. That's exactly what I was struggling for. He's a hybrid between the kind of the old school type players that we grew up with and the modern player. He kind of fused the two together in some weird way, and I just cannot see that 
kind of player. And he's also he's got a lot of humility as well. He's not an arrogant shit. He's not like Pogba, you know. It's, it's unique, absolutely unique, and without a doubt the greatest player of all time for Chelsea. And I think he will always be the it's greatest. Such a shame player of that he time. couldn't um, translate that into success for England because they've normally played him out in the, yeah. in the wrong position. Yeah, I know. That was, well, that's that's one of those ongoing yeah. debates, isn't it? That you just—it's yeah. so difficult. It's a real head scratcher when you think we had the likes. And I know this is a really simple him, argument absolutely. because we've had it for years and years and years and years. It was all Sven's fault. It was massively, and he tried to crowbar in Paul Scholes as a left midfielder, of course. Right. But I saw Frank Lampard at 2004 in the Euros there and he was brilliant Wasn't he, he was really yeah, really that. good then I saw him again in 2006 and he was not brilliant no. and that game against Portugal Ronaldo yeah. the shove on Rooney and all the rest of it he was, really, he was really poor that day and he just looked like he was starting to run out of batteries a little bit they'd been worked hard for yeah. two years by Mourinho because I think actually this does deserve a bit of context but they had been worked really hard for two years by Mourinho and he did work them hard uh, they'd won the double well they, they say the double they won back to back titles that also, I think that season had a that we, we got we got knocked out. Was that one of the Liverpool? It was, wasn't it? When we got knocked yeah. out by Liverpool, yeah. so they'd had an exhausting season. So I, I think maybe you can write it down to that, um, because if you go further on, another no, tournament we had, he he, he, was, he was, you know. I think we can yeah. allow him a bad day at the office, Matt. No, no, absolutely. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm going into the argument of yeah. the fact that it never really works for England, but that's not just Frank Lampard. That's a, a hell of a load I mean, of those golden generation when, players. When you, when you look at a match that I don't like to ever remember, but the, the 2008 Champions League final, Frank was the player, uh, the best player on the pitch, mm. both sides. I mean, you, you'll remember the game well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. he was the best player on the pitch by a country mile. He was mile. phenomenal. Like yeah, cu- as well, not, he? not just by a little bit. By a country mile. I know I'm biased and all the rest of it, but he really was. This guy was a phenomenal player. For all of his stats and the fact that he's Chelsea's leading goal scorer of all time and was uh, a legend at the club, how did you feel, honestly, about the New York City slash Manchester City move? The fact that he ended up playing at the Etihad, he scored against Chelsea. I know he came out and said it was a bit of a weird experience for me, but was that not a bit strange that he went to Man City? I think you just have to accept the fact that they came in for him and it meant that he could play another season in the Premier League. Uh, but 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 in one's heart, one is going, Frank, no, no. how could you do that? But, but but from a just professional point of view, you just it was another experience for him. And he's been forgiven, obviously. There was a period where people booed him, I think, in that season because there were and there were people on um, um, uh, social media was in his infancy, but people were still slagging yeah, but, him I mean, off. Yeah, what, time, yeah, but one but, or two in a in a stadium of forty-two thousand people. You're going to get a few village idiots, and even Chelsea. I mean, I remember that that bloke with the banner. I think there were banner. more than a few. Yeah, there was exactly the bloke with the banner. Really, I think you're overregging it a bit. I didn't didn't bother me at all that he went. No, but I know I didn't bother me. I'm talking about other members. Yeah, but of I the, don't think there were as many as you were saying that there were. Mm, I think there were a few. I really I, don't. Where I sat, I'm yeah, afraid, in the uh, yeah, but you corn know, sandwich environment, well, you people had... people really hated him yeah, for well, going. I don't really count them. Okay, to be honest, we, I count we, you. Am I allowed? You're okay, allowed I get to get through then. No, because you you kind of they're there by default. Okay. I what, mean, what have I sneaked in there? Well, no, no, because you were there before Ken Bates invented it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, chaps, we, we're going to finish on this Frank Lampard segment. Just your greatest Frank Lampard memory, your favourite moment. Uh, it's when he scored that, that penalty um, after his mum died. Uh, it was just, I mean, I can't, I'm trying to remember where I, was, I think it was actually around that side of the stadium. 
because because we get I get moved when they have a Champions League match because right. I said at the back and they got the TV stuff. You don't mean emotionally moved. You can actually get physically. I, I moved. got physically moved round yeah. to where he celebrated yeah. at the corner flag. I was in the upper tier yeah. in the Matthew Harding, uh, but you could just no, actually no, I wasn't in the I was in the upper tier, but I was behind the goal where Darren sits down there. Yeah. But uh, I mean the emotion in the stadium. I mean it's a mental match as uh, anyway. I think if you recall, but yeah, the emotion just because it was Liverpool because it was the Champions League, but because everybody knew that. It, I mean everybody didn't even think he would be playing. I mean his mum had died literally two days before or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just massive. For that, me, that, it was just scoring good. against Bolton. Yeah, for the league yeah. title. That was a I was lucky enough to be there. You weren't there. No, so no, no. no, you were. You were. I got hugged yeah. by so many complete yeah. strangers. I find it so yeah. difficult to deal with. But yeah. you know, being so terribly aware of my personal yeah. personal space as I am, yeah. you know, slightly OCD. It must be life changing. It, it was you. completely life changing. The woman, <laughs> the woman next to me, I was slightly worried about about uh, about that. But uh, she asked me for my phone. I hope you said no tongues. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was willing to go along with that. (laughs) A a great way to finish this week's Legend of the Week. See what your club legend was wearing at classicfootballshirts.co.uk. The place for football shirts. This is the Chelsea Fan Show. Just a quick bit of news. Football is, of course, back this evening. Championship New Boys Luton hosting Championship Old Boys Middlesbrough. And the away side have just taken the lead. Ashley Fletcher with the goal. Middlesbrough are leading 1-0 at Luton. Right, gents. The Premier yes. League is very nearly upon yes. us. Next week, you will be running out against Manchester United. But there is a friendly before that, the final friendly against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Yeah. Going to that one, Phyllis? Uh, no. Going? No, we'll be watching it, but we don't oh, We don't go, do we, Chich? That kind of we thing. We get other people to do that yeah, for us. We do that for us, yeah. yeah, yeah. My man will be going. My, my man servant will go and he'll give me a I'd love to have gone. To, I, I actually would really have liked to have gone to see uh, Mönchengladbach. I remember them when I was a kid. I used to call the Borussia Mönchenglad to be back. Yeah. As you do when you're like you seven, do when you're seven, you know. yes. But yes, they had they were had they had a good side in the seventies, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know really anything about them at, at all. The question uh, is, will he really? play drink water and um uh, and Baki Yoko. I would just for laughs, just for really, the hell of just it. to annoy yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, I was intrigued by Baki Yoko's complete inability to pass in the very first game, and people are saying it's the first game of the season. It's a friendly, and you think, no, no, no really, it's a in the world, it's a yeah, if you if you go for an audition <laughs> and you think I won't be bothered, you, you, that's it, you're out the, yeah. out the door. Just so, think uh, if you if you acted in auditions like Baki Yoko plays for Chelsea, you would never have worked in your life. I don't know. You? I'm worried now because it's, I think it's the opposite. Now, I think because you're so laid back and people go, he's so interesting, I think I'll cast him. Oh. Yeah, I think it's all changed. Um, Can I just put an interesting yes. fact that I've got, which is that... Can Pep- I, before you do, oh, before yeah. you do, because it yeah. relates to the game on Saturday, oh, I yeah. think he will pretty much start tomorrow with the team that he's going to start against United, by the way. Interesting. Because now it's about getting yeah, yeah, into but the rhythm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to No, no, absolutely yeah. fine. Just an interesting point before we go. Um, <coughs> uh, there's a video of Pepe saying that, uh, who's just signed for Arsenal. PP, get it right. Sorry, PP, I'm so sorry. for Was it 75 million saying Chelsea are the only team for me? He's gone to the, he took the wrong turn, did he? On the on the north side. Well, it was so, a bit. It was a bit like who was it? The uh, the the Brazilian who played, thought he was signing for Chelsea and signed Rubinho, for Man City. Rubinho, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. the same. So sorry, I, 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 this is a video that's out now on social media. Yeah, it's been th- shown around with him <laughs> going, "I want to play for Chelsea. They're the only team for me." He's saying, not necessarily in that accent. In his get... Arsenal kit. No, 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 no. That would be foolish. No, before <laughs> this was beforehand. Well, he, he before. comes from Lille, which of course would be like that. So yeah, did not realize would be like that. Right, he did. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Claude yeah. McAlealy, of course, has he's been back. Uh, is back with for the Blues because yeah. he's uh, he's the, taking over from what Eddie he's Newton used coach. to do with the youth. Yeah, he's, he's a good, really good. Co- proper coach. He could yeah. get he could get a first yeah. team job with somebody. He's yeah. good enough. 
Yeah. So there you go. He absolutely is good enough, fellas. And we'll be back this time again next. Oh, what day is it? It's Friday, isn't it? Friday Losing night. track of the days. Friday night ahead of that first game against Manchester United. It is the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio. We will see you same time next week. You will. This is Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.